Welcome to the world's number one betting on pro wrestling podcast. I'm Vin Town. With me as always is the Scotsman. Scotsman, how you doing? Counting down the days until AEW Double or Nothing 2020. We were there for that show last year. Alas, due to current circumstances, we won't be there this year. But watching it online will be just the same, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're really going to go all out for this one. Uh, we do have our betting tips here, but I guess before we get into that, we should get into last week's Money in the Bank, and you had a profitable day. Yeah, it was very good. I was able to bet men's money in the bank. I said anyone but AJ, and women's in the bank. I said anyone but Shayna, and both came in. I know you theorized for the women's money in the bank one that Asuka would probably win. And I agreed with that and said it was either Asuka or Nia Jax. For the men's money in the bank, funnily enough, I threw out anyone could win. I even said on the podcast last time that Otis could win. I didn't think he would, but he did. That would have been a nice little bet because he was plus 400 to win. Yeah, that was a real shock. I really thought that Aleister Black was going to win that one. Um, and I really thought that Nia Jax was going to win, but I feel like we kind of got screwed there because we didn't have all the information to make this bet because, uh, as it turned out, Becky Lynch was pregnant and we weren't looking for her next contender. We were looking for her replacement. That's why it can sometimes be tough. Interestingly enough, Asuka was plus 600. Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna, and Lacey Evans would all favor the higher than her. But yeah, that's why sometimes in wrestling it is worth going for the safer bet, although this was a very random circumstance. But with me betting and tipping anyone but Shayna, that worked out because I got lucky there. However, yes, as you said, real-life situations sometimes come in like that. My whole basis for anyone... But Shayna was based on the fact that Becky Lynch was probably going to be carrying the brand for the next while. So it's that's just wrestling in the way sometimes it works out betting-wise. That's kind of like in hockey or soccer when someone gets injured or gets sent off or gets a power play. It just drastically affects the bet you've made and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, just like when uh, Mario Lemieux gets a concussion. Becky Lynch got pregnant. Same same deal. Exactly. I, how do you like my hockey reference? <laughs> that was incredible. So timely as well. Yeah. I, you nailed that one. He's killing it every day in the hockey world right now. Sure is. Um, and then the men's money in the bank match, Otis. I mean, I guess I got to give it to you, but I think this is just a sign that this company is really losing it if they think Otis was the best choice here. I don't, I I haven't been able to really get Otis like some people do. I think they do. Sometimes I read the internet praising Otis for winning that and so on. And that whole storyline he had going on. And I just think they're faking it. They don't really like Otis. They're just a bunch of WWE marks because he just seems like a one-trick pony. He's a big fat dude. And I mean, that whole Money in the Bank match was basically just... <laughs> look how fat this guy is well, here's another fat joke here's another fat joke oh guess what he's gonna win the money in the bank after breaking the ladder i don't know man yeah that company yeah i i don't get it but hey it's, some people enjoy it but if you are gonna compare otis to dusty Rhodes, you can just burn in hell 
I'm talking to you, Wrestling Inc. Twitter. I saw your tweets. What did they say? They said that Otis is the modern-day Dusty Rhodes. Maybe on skill level, I guess. Sure, why not? Uh, I can't think of anything else they have in common. He's the modern-day Kool-Aid man, and that's as far as I'll go. The modern-day Yokozuna. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to get into our double-or-nothing tips in a second here. As always, with our tips, you can find us on betwrestlingpodcast.com. We have links to where to bet, bonus codes, everything you need to bet on pro wrestling. And 888 is the one right now with the odds up. The other sportsbook, Bet Online, doesn't have odds up yet, but they will soon. It's a dub. They're going to get the odds up. They're probably just taking a little bit extra time to get the odds up because this is such a big pay-per-view and it's going to have so much betting action compared to like any you know WrestleMania where no one gives a crap and no one's betting on it. So that's probably why the lines aren't up yet. Yeah, well, it is a big show. Is there anything that you're particularly excited for? How about every single little thing on this show? I mean, I really am. The storylines have been built going into it. I'm interested in everything. I'm pretty damn pumped. All right, well, let's uh, get into it then. Once again, these odds are from 888 Sportsbook. You can find a link to there on Wrestling or, or betwrestlingpodcast.com. Uh, we'll start off with the one of the main events of the show, AEW World Championship match. John Moxley, the champion, is a minus 625 favorite against Brody Lee at plus 350. Is there anything worth uh, betting here? No. I mean, Moxley, AEW aren't going to, we've talked about this before, but AEW won't do a DQ-type finish in the main event especially not in a pay-per-view in the middle of a pandemic with no crowd. That's not going to happen. Add on the fact that the casino ladder match, the winner gets to fight Mox, I guess. So that's like a short-term feud. So no, they can go another way with the Brody Lee storyline. There's no problem with Mox winning here. Mox winning every single day of the week. I mean, minus 625, not something I'd probably bet, but I've seen a lot worse bets at minus 625. Yeah, I agree 100%. Mox is not losing here. Uh, Brody Lee is, you know, the exalted one's a fun character. Dark Order, got some heat behind him. But he's too fresh off of WWE to win this. Like, he's still too much of a WWE guy. He's not established enough in AEW to beat Mox here. So, yeah. I, yeah, and he's, he's not the type of guy that really wins and losses will matter too much to his character especially at this point if anything him losing due to bad interference by 10 or something like that would make even more sense yeah this one mocks 100 percent walk of the week as brandon lang would say how do you how do you like my reference <laughs> very two for the money that's right <laughs> great movie okay up to, up next we have mjf Minus nine ten, the biggest favorite on this entire show, taking on Jungle Boy at plus four fifty. Do you see anything here? Well, this is one where initially last week I did mention to you, man, that could be a tough one, and then I think you were just like, no way, MJF's taking it, and then I thought about it more, and it makes sense. But I believe you're very strongly for MJF. What do you think of this one? You know, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, 
when you first said that, I totally dismissed you. MJF has never lost a singles match in AEW. He beat Cody at AEW Revolution. And Jungle Boy, I don't believe, has won a singles match in AEW, at least a non-dark singles match. That said, let's we got to look at future plans here. If MJF wins this, he has the best singles record in AEW. Is he going to fight Moxley? I don't know if they want to go that way. Is he going to fight Lance Archer or Cody? I don't know if they want to go that way. So I think Jungle Boy getting an upset here could be a situation that, you know, kind of resets MJF, brings him back to the pack a little, but doesn't hurt him overall. So I don't even know if I'll go a full unit on this, but I kind of see Jungle Boy as a, a little bit of a value here. Wow. For me, it was more a case of I was looking into it because initially, yeah, everything you say, like Jungle Boy, he's going to be one of the stars of AEW going forward and so on. So initially I thought of that. But the more I thought about it, like you, I think you said initial plans when uh, Mox versus MGF feud. And I was just thinking that MGF versus Mox is a feud I would be all over. I would be incredibly excited for and I think that's a great storyline for them to go to following this. So everything you said in regard to MGF winning, I think it makes sense. And then they go full head with a MGF versus Mox feud because that's fresh. And the matches they two would have, plus the promos, excellent. So yeah, I actually, I've got to go with MGF here. Although I can see reasoning as to why Jungle Boy should win. But I think instead of pulling MGF back, they should just kind of shoot him to the moon right now with a feud with Mox. Okay, so you're doing no bet then? And how much are you betting on Jungle Boy? No bet for me. I think I'm just going to do... I'll do one unit. I wasn't even going to do half a unit, but I'll do one unit. Uh, Up next is a match. I'm not even sure if it's going to happen. Britt Baker, minus 250 versus Chris Statlander at plus 175. Britt Baker seemed to take a pretty bad injury on Dynamite last night. So we're still waiting on news on this one, but let's just pretend it's happening. What do you think? Well, if it happens, but her injury is worse than expected or whatever, then Statlander becomes a viable bet because they could have Statlander beat her and just, you know, keep the match on there, but just protect her enough and then let her off the heel. If it isn't for that, however... Got to go with Britt Baker, DMD. I mean, she is just incredible right now. Statlander's fun, but Statlander can take a loss, no problem. Baker's someone you just want to keep. I don't even think you have to worry about, you know, future plans for the Women's Championship or anything like that. Baker's just awesome. She's on fire. Everything she does is great. Her wrestling's solid. Her promos are excellent. You just keep giving that person wins. End of discussion. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, she's really done a lot to put her, put the whole package together. And the ne- the only next step is for her to start winning some matches. She had that great match with Akaru Shida uh, a few weeks ago on Dynamite. I mean, that could set up a potential title program. Like, you broke my nose, blah, blah, blah. Um, so if this thing happens, I do think Britt will win. But I, I really don't think it's going to happen. So I'm probably not even going to bother betting on it. Yeah, no bet for me either for that one. Okay, well, on the AEW buy-in pre-show, we're going to have the Best Friends taking on Private Party. Best Friends are minus 150. Private Party is plus 108. With odds like this, we better have a bet. So what do you got? 
I legitimately, when I saw that match on the card, had to sit for a second and think who Private Party were again. It took me like a minute. I'm like, who are those guys again? As soon as I remembered, I'm like, oh yeah, they're awesome. But that basically sums up the push either team is getting right now or who's on TV and so on. So for me, best friends all the way. They're the ones getting the push. They're kind of making them more like a legitimate tag team, you know. They're not just a couple of guys that hug now. They're actually becoming a real force. Best friends, minus 150. Three unit bet out of five. Oh my. Oh my, oh my. Um, I love the best friends. When my wife hears this, she's going to get mad at me, but it is what it is. Uh, I got to go the other way. Private party. They uh, upset the Young Bucks in the AEW title tournament. And if we're looking at a team who's going to face... Hangman and Kenny Omega. I don't think it's going to be the best friends. I think it's going to be Private Party. They have a little history between them. Uh, Private Kenny Omega still owes Private Party $12 for a drink. I could see them getting the win here and then having a really, you know, fast-paced AEW-style match on a Dynamite. You know, possibly upset. I'm not going to go that far, but I think that's more... The direction they would go with this. I like Private Party. I just feel the momentum has stalled over the last little while. While for me, best friends have all the momentum. So I can see them um, winning for sure. I would go best friends all the way. Okay, well I'm just going to do one unit on Private Party. And we'll see what happens. Um, next up, I'm going to go AEW Women's Championship match. Nyla Rose... Won this title back in February. She's minus 167 here in uh, against Hikaru Shida, who's plus 120. This is a no disqualification, no countout match. Uh, what's going on here, Scotts? I've got to go with Nyla Rose. I just think she should be champion for a while. She's excellent. She's a force. She's probably-wise awesome. She does talented as all hell, but... I just think the you want you want to you want to establish the division more, and Nyla Rose being champion for a while is the way to establish it. I would go with Rose here, and I'm actually going to bet the the odds minus one six seven not great. I would do one unit on Nyla Rose. Uh, once again, I got to go against you here, and the reason is not because I disagree with you. I think that Nyla Rose should have a strong dominant run. But I'm just looking at this AEW women's roster, and I don't know where she goes from here. Like, all the Yukasakazakis and Rihos of the world are in Japan, and they're not coming back to AEW for some time. Uh, so I'm looking at the looking at the scene, and we got Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, and that's all the women that seem to really get time. And looking at that group, who is Nyla Rose going to face if she wins this? I can't think of anybody. So I could see Hikaru Shida getting a win in a big blow-off match with no disqualification. And then, you know, she can get a rematch with Nyla. She can face Britt. She can face Penelope Ford. I think that's a better place for them to go right now. I'm just going to go one unit on Hikaru Shida plus 120. Well, that's where things are interesting because, first of all, yeah, you're considering the... 
the roster and what they have planned and so on. And then also, if you look at plans, they have Britt Baker versus Statlander on the card. So maybe their plans initially were Britt Baker to fight Sheeta after this, getting a long feud. So, but with Britt Baker's injury, maybe that turns uh, all around again. So it just it's one of the interesting things about uh, betting on wrestling, all the things you have to consider, and then how things can change on a moment's notice due to one injury. We were just talking about how that injury may affect the Baker-Statlander match. That could affect the outcome of this match. Nyla Rose could have originally been scheduled to lose, and then if Baker is injured, she'd have won't be able to feud with it anymore, so they might just keep the title on Rose, so it's an interesting one, for sure. Yeah, and it's really a a symptom of not just not having a strong enough women's roster right now and not giving them the time for where we know people. So I think Sheeta, but I could see Rose, but I do think there's it's a good value at 120. So how much are you betting on Sheeta? Uh, just one unit. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, it's a very risky one. This is one where it's almost not worth betting either side because of all the factors that come into this one. Okay, we also have the finals of the AEW TNT Championship Tournament, the match that's been built up like no other for these past few months. Uh, we have Lance Archer taking on Cody. Archer is a big favorite, minus 177. Cody, plus 125. Uh, this is a big one. What do you what do you got for me? This one is very tough because I've got a working theory that I'm not sure is true, but it's been going on for the last little while, which is that Cody is slowly planting the seeds or the roots for a heel turn. And he's doing that with all these little things he does on Dynamite week in, week out, just to piss people off. A little bit more. For example, last week on Dynamite, he had that stupid, stupid segment where he's in his truck, revving up the engine. He drives it six feet, smashes into the barricade, and then goes. You know, that was just the dumbest thing. And it was one of the things where even all the AEW stands, such as myself, were crapping all over it. But the way AEW plants the seeds, like just look at the whole Hangman storyline. How in any storyline we can just trace it back. These could be little things where it's Cody just trying to get the internet to turn against them slowly and eventually turn heel. And so my th- if I'm base if I'm gonna bet based on that theory that Cody's just doing these little things each week to have everyone slowly hate him, Reigns Cena level before he turns heel, then I think Cody wins because the story of him right now is he's not able to get another title shot. But then in the company he decide that he partly owns, he creates a new title and becomes a champion. That's the type of thing that I think will turn more people against him, and I think that's what he wants. It reminds me a lot of on uh, WWE when they did the brand split and Triple H just came out and was given a new title on Raw from Eric Bischoff, and obviously people were ridiculously pissed off about that. It's the same thing there. I think they're actually going with that. I think Cody is turning heel... And he's getting everyone turned against him slowly but surely. And this will just be another nail in the coffin for Cody's heel turn. Uh, I'm with you on the slow heel turn, but not with uh, your reasoning here. I don't think they should copy anything that Triple H does. You know, even if it got people to hate him, that's the wrong kind of heat, in my opinion. Um, But I think that Lance Archer is going to win this one. And I think this these odds should be like closer to what the MJF and Jungle Boy odds are. Um, 
you know, Cody has been a choker throughout AEW. He faced Chris Jericho, and yeah, there are reasons he didn't win, but he didn't win when he said he had to. He faced MJF, a match that he wanted more than anything in the world, and he didn't win. He let his hubris get the best of him, and I think that's what's going to happen here. He's so overheated, so mad at Archer and Jake Roberts for what they did to Brandy that it's ultimately going to cost him again. Uh, Also on like a booking standpoint, AEW has two monster wrestlers going right now. Brody Lee, Lance Archer. They're both killing everyone they face, and they're both, um, you know, just so dominant, so undefeated. One of those guys is losing tonight, and I just don't think that both of them are. Well, I've got to agree with you to for most of that, really. It's one of those things where I think... I've just worked myself into a shoot brother in terms of my mind is like on one track and I just can't switch it to that other track. I'm basically looking at it going, no, I've convinced myself but it's Cody heel turn. Maybe it's just because I'm such an AEW stan. I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, Cody revving his engine for a minute before ramming it six feet into a barricade. That's just him working the internet, you know, as opposed to just him being a idiot with that segment so it's one where 100% I do agree with everything you say with Lance Archer I just can't get off my whole heel turn theory so I will do one unit on Cody and I really I kind of hope based on everything you said that Lance Archer does win because it makes sense and I love me the mother hawk yeah I I mean I agree that he's gonna turn heel but I think it's going to be a slow, slow burn. Like, we're only seeing the first signs of it now. This isn't WWE. They're not going to give it to you the exact moment you expect it. They're going to do it when it hurts the most. And I don't think this is then. Well, I don't think he's going to turn either. I just mean it's yet another thing where you're going to have more people bitching about Cody on the internet. My standing theory is that if you look at the at Roman Reigns and John Cena and WWE... Fans slowly turned against them until eventually everyone was basically begging for them to turn heel. I think that's what AEW is doing with Cody, except they're actually going to turn them heel rather than be idiots like WWE were and just try and keep them face. So I think to me, this is, I definitely don't think Cody's turning heel on the next month or so. I just think this is a slow part of the slow build, and that's Cody winning the title that he created. Okay, well, I, I'm i with you then, but I think, uh, much like John Cena and Roman Reigns, people think a wrestler gets shoved down their throat when all they do is lose on pay-per-view. Uh, so that's what I think Cody's going to do here, and I believe it more than anything on this card. I'm going to go four units on Lance Archer. Holy crap, your wife's going to hate you worse if you lose your house betting all that money on the motherhawk <laughs> than that whole betting against the best friends deal. Yeah, it's worth it. And then I'm presuming this is going to be the main event because it does not take place at the same stadium. It's going to take place at the Jaguars football stadium. We have the inner circle, minus 150, taking on Matt Hardy, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega. Uh, Inner circle is minus 150. Matt Hardy and the Elite are plus 108. Um, this This is the biggest match of the show. 
I'm thinking this is a replacement for the uh, Blood and Guts slash War Games match that we were supposed to get before the whole pandemic hit. Uh, and this is probably the toughest match on the card. Do you have any thoughts? I've thought a lot about this one, and the one thing I keep thinking is Inner Circle are so much more of a unit. They're the stable, you know, it's kind of like how a tag team should beat two singles guys. Yeah, granted, it's a special circumstance, it's in a stadium or that crap, but at the end of the day, the Inner Circle are a stable, while you've got the Elite plus Matt Hardy, so right there, they're not really a stable. Then you've got Hangman Page in there, who has his issues with the elite so unless they win simply plus kenny omega you know got beat uh, up by floyd the baseball bat on um dynamite so i think inner circle have to win here they're the stable they should go over although i will take hangman page destroying each one of them single-handedly any day of the week the inner circle are more of a unit i agree with you there they're more they're getting along much better that said like on an individual basis uh matt hardy one of the most protected guys so far kenny omega the biggest star in aew adam page like the future world champion of aew can't tell me any different and the young bucks are the greatest tag team of the past 10 years i mean on a one by one basis you got to go with the elite and I think this whole storyline of Hangman Page and the issues, I think it's it was all building to blow off at the Blood and Guts match. And I think they're just going to all build it and blow it off here instead. And a lot of people were expecting a heel turn, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's reunited and it feels so good. I think it's Adam Page finally getting to the same level as Kenny Omega, them looking at him as an equal. And maybe Kenny doesn't like that so much. But that's a different story. But I do think this is going to finally be the Elite's revenge on the Inner Circle. And I think they're going to win this one. I got to take... I got to have a problem with something you said there. You said that the Young Bucks are like the greatest tag team in the last 10 years. Have you not been watching WWE Raw? Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Two Fly Crew? Come on. Young Bucks are second place. Nothing wrong with that. But hey, I, I'm saying like 2009 to 2019. I wasn't including 2020 yet. That's right. Two fly through all the way. And as soon as they actually win a match, they're going to be going on fire. It would be cool if two fly crew is like an ECW so they could come out to two live crew. That would be good. I don't even know what yeah. to come out to right now. Just the tears of Ricochet, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're going with the Inner Circle, and I'm going with the Elite. Is that the case here? It is. I will do two units on the Inner Circle. I just think stable storyline, that's the way to go. Keep them strong. Okay, I'm just going to go one unit on this. I do think there is... Uh, that we could see some stuff with Matt Hardy here. I don't know what it would be. But the, there's, there could be some weirdness here. That's what. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, there's a lot of ways this one could go. I mean, we don't even know what a stadium stampede match is going to be like. Is this going to be something that Matt Hardy himself books? Or is it just going to be carnage like that AEW match a couple of weeks ago? You know, with the forklift and all that. 
So it's a very tough one. I'll actually switch my bet to one unit just because, yeah, I have no idea where it'll go. Maybe it'll be a, a cinematic one, such as Money in the Bank. Yeah, well, I hope not. <laughs> I don't need Bruce Pritchard coming out of a toilet during this one. As long as they have lots of fat jokes but Chris Jericho, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, there's one more match on the show that does not have odds, but I figured we should talk about it. The casino ladder match. Darby Allen, Cole Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a mystery opponent. Uh, it's going to be like Money in the Bank rules, but it's going to be somebody new comes in every 90 seconds, I believe. And the match can end at any time. Um, I don't know what the odds would be, but would you have a bet on this if there was? Hey guys, since recording this, we actually do now have odds for this match. The casino ladder match, the favorite, is Darby Allen at plus 175. You can also bet the field, which includes the mystery entry, for plus 275. Ray Phoenix, plus 400. Orange Cassidy, plus 700. Cole Cabana, plus 900. Kazarian plus 1000, Kipsabian plus 1000, Scorpio Sky plus 1000, and Luchasaurus plus 1200. Now, let's get back to the show and our uneducated opinions on this match. It's very tough to say because there's so many potential winners here, and depending on where they're going, I'm not, I, I can't even remember the rules. Is that um like they get a title shot, right? It's not set up for when though, just in the near future. I think it's just going to be a, a a future match. I don't think it's going to be a money in the bank kind of thing. I don't think they would do something that stupid. I hope not. So it's very. Marks could assuming Marks wins, he's a champion. Do they have to do heel? I don't know, because for me, something fresh, like Mox versus Lucasaurus or Mox versus Darby Allen, I'm down with watching those matches, and I don't think AEW have any problem putting those types of matches on. So it leaves it extremely open. It's not like with uh, Money in the Bank, for example, where we look at the, who the face is, and then we debate who's going to uh, who's going to win because of the heel and so on you know it, it could be open to anyone this is probably not one i would have a bet on because i think you can make a case for at least two or three people in that match so far uh, i think it's scorpio sky he's been getting those video packages lately that's somebody they want to do something with he would be my favorite uh, except that there's that mystery opponent, and there's so many names that it could be. It could be Rusev. It could be Zack Ryder. It could be uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, and so that adds to it as well, right? So I still think, I don't think the mystery opponent will win. I'm, I don't know. I don't think it'll be a big letdown, whoever the mystery opponent is. But I also think that... They've just kind of thrown the mystery opponent in more because, hey, there's all these free agents out there. Get a buzz going over who it is, you know? So, because I don't even know how contracts are set up, if they could show up or not. Okay, well, that's it for AEW Double Nothing. Do you want to go over your bets real quick? Yep, I did three units on the best friends. I did one unit on the inner circle. One unit on Nyla Rose and one unit on the Triple H of AW Cody. Okay, and I did one unit on Jungle Boy plus 450, one unit on Private Party plus 108, one unit on Hikaru Shida plus 120, 
one unit on the Elite at plus 108 and four units on Lance Archer at minus 177. I just realized that I took all the underdogs who suffer Lance Archer. Go Mutterhawk. <laughs> okay, if you want more on pro wrestling betting, be sure to check out our website, betwrestlingpodcast.com. If you're interested in hearing more about last year's Double or Nothing, we do have the Babyface Bullies podcast with special guest, the Scotsman, where we talked about everything that happened last year, including Bret Hart oh. and his fall. God, he's still falling to this day. <laughs> but yeah, anything else you have for us this week? Nope, I'm good. My only concern is I hope no one's. I hope Tony Khan blocked everyone from having sex over this past week. I don't want to make a bet on Cody and have it lose because he turns out to be pregnant or something like that. So no sex, real please, Tony. Thank you very much. Well, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan himself is following that rule. <laughs> now nah, with a joke like that you should have written the Otis Money in the Bank skits yeah for sure <laughs> well thanks for listening we'll be back with uh, I believe Backlash is the next pay per view and thanks for listening check out our site I'm Vintown this is Scotsman saying good night and good luck no not good luck bad luck any luck doesn't matter just don't get pregnant protect yourselves kids Use condoms or beat on the can. Five, four, three, two, one.